the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And just then, there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and quite unable to stand straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said this, all his opponents were put to shame, and the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Last week, if you were here or even if you weren't, I asked you to try and remember to do something. And specifically, I wanted you to care for others and the whole world. Did anyone try to care for others? Even if it wasn't because of what I said last week, did you do something to help somebody this past week? Um, Help them get medicine. Help them get medicine. Great. Did anybody else do something to help someone this week? Yes. Would you like to share? I actually made food. Made some food. Very nice. That's a wonderful help. This week, when I was trying to help others, I volunteered my time for a project that was going on. It helps feed people. So that's what I did. This week, I want to talk to you a little bit more about something. I'm going to start with a word called justice. Does anybody know what justice means? No? No? All right. There's lots of different ways of defining justice, but most of the time what we do is we say that justice is a mixture of following rules or laws and being fair. A mixture of following rules or laws and being fair. Now, in our baptisms, we're asked to work for justice and peace 
and all the world's rules and laws being fair. But Jesus does something really interesting today. Jesus adds something to rules and laws and being fair. Jesus heals someone on a day that you were not supposed to do any work, on a day you were not supposed to do anything that made effort. You weren't even allowed to cook or clean on this day. You weren't allowed to do chores on this day. It's called the Sabbath day, and it was strictly for keeping it holy, for sitting with God. Why did Jesus heal on this day and not the others? He wasn't following the rules. He wasn't following the laws. Jesus heals on this day because it's what's good for others. Jesus heals on this day because it's good for others. So Jesus adds something to our understanding of justice. It is, yes, following the rules and the laws. It is, yes, being fair. And it must and also be good for others. So I have a chore for you this week. I want you this week to try to follow the rules <laughs> and the laws. I want you to try to be fair when you're playing with others, when you're helping others. But first... Are you going to the Fowler Festival? Well, when you're there, I want you to follow the rules. I want you to be fair to others and always, always make sure that what you are doing is good for everyone. Now, that's tough, and you might mess up every once in a while. That's okay. Keep trying. Does that make sense? Try to be good, basically. Should we say a prayer? Yes. Let's say a prayer. God, we're thankful. We're thankful that you give us laws and rules, that you give us fairness, and that you look for the good of everyone. Help us to do these same things and help us to keep learning about them each day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we have a snack. See you later. In the name of Jesus, amen. This is a really interesting text. Mostly because we try to ignore as much as possible Jesus' legal proceedings, right? Jesus is making commentary on the law of God. And we usually try to push it away and do the things that we normally see in Jesus' moments. Wow, that's cool healing. Wow, Jesus is mad at the, the leaders of the religious order at the time. Yay, Jesus. 
And I'm all in favor of the healing. I'm all in favor of Jesus turning over religious leaders of the time, including ours, which I say with great fear and trembling. And also, Jesus is commenting on what justice is. And that's huge for us. We want to live in a just society. We want to live in a fair society. We want to live in a place where laws are good and orderly and followed. But Jesus asks for something different in terms of justice. Jesus asks for something different in terms of following laws. Jesus asks us to be aware of what the law is doing and how the law is acting towards our neighbors and towards ourselves. And should that law, in its being carried out by the public, not be good for all people, God asks us to relook and re-examine at our understanding of the law. Should the law not be good for us or for God's people, God asks us to relook, re-examine at our understanding of the law. God wants good for God's people. That's why the law was given in the first place. When the law was originally given from Mount Sinai, through Moses, to God's people. This law was seen as a great blessing. This was God's way of telling people not only how to commune with God and to commune with others, but to be in good relationship with all of creation and the world that God made. This was the, for the good of God's people so that they would be able to live good and holy lives. This is good, this law. But inevitably, we take a law, and I'd say any law, and start looking for the loopholes, don't we? We like to imagine that as adults, we're not, you know, preteens and teens pushing the boundaries and trying to figure out where everyone's buttons are and how much we can get away with. But quite frankly, we never grow out of that stage. We're still doing it with laws and regulations today. And so, if I tell you there's to be no work done on the Sabbath, on Saturday, if I tell you there's no work to be done on Sabbath, on Saturday, your reaction is, well, what about, isn't it? Well, what about this? Well, what about that? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And quite frankly... Exodus and Numbers and Leviticus are full of these little regulations that tell us what you are to do for food, for water, for not sitting just in one, like, on the Sabbath, you were not told to, like, wake up, never move, and fall back asleep, right? You, you did get up, and you did eat, and so there were certain actions that were acceptable and good. And our holy texts and our holy traditions are full of these regulations, are full of our whatabouts. What about this? What about that? What about this? And eventually we get to the point where we're way more concerned with the whatabouts 
than we are with honoring the Sabbath and keeping it holy. That original intent of the law. The good that was intended through the law. And so when Jesus gets to this place on this day, Jesus is fighting against not honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. Jesus is fighting against the whatabouts. These rules and restrictions that we placed around the law so that it is fair and so that everyone's following the same rules. But Jesus points out this isn't good for everybody, is it? If there's healing to be done on this day, we should do it. After all, part of the whatabouts where you're allowed to take your oxen or your donkey to have water, right? You're allowed to have life on the Sabbath. But for some reason, we were saying that you cannot heal on the Sabbath. You cannot do something that looked like it was work on the Sabbath. And Jesus says, no. Tradition of the law goes away. Expectations of the law go away. The first and foremost that we pay attention to when it comes to understanding the law is, is it good for God's people? Because that's what the law was intended to be. Good. Everything we do as far as the expectation God places on us, as far as the calling that God gives to us, as far, as far as what God is pushing us into in our daily lives, follow these same three things, right? Yes, we want fairness for things that we're expecting of one another. Yes, we want a common calling. But first and foremost, what God expects of us is to be good, for the sake of ourselves and all people. Briefly, I would like to point out that this same hermeneutic, this same approach, applies for everything you do in life. And that God's expectation is the first and only expectation you must fulfill. There will always be laws of whatever governing body you live under. There will always be laws of whatever place you might reside on this earth. There will be laws and rules and expectations. As Romans 13 says, yes, you are to obey them. And as Romans 13 says, there is one authority and it comes from God. For you and for me, as Christians, our first deciding moment in whether or not we follow a law is, is it good for God's people? Is it good for all people? Is it good for all creation? Should it pass that litmus test, go ahead and follow it. Should it not, ask yourself who you are following. God. God is at the center and God is at the core of who we are. This is a heavy, heavy burden. This is a weight. 
And when we are not aligned with who God is, this will bend us over for 18 years or more. But on this, the eighth day, the day of resurrection, God has come to us with this text, with this word to say that yes, you are bound by an expectation of law, and yes, you are bound by an expectation of fairness, and you are even bound by an expectation of good, but in that law and in that fairness and in that good, there is good for you too. And God sees it good to be merciful. And God sees it good to be forgiving. Look at our confession, how it begins in the beginning of your bulletin. God, who is faithful and just and merciful, right? In all of this, God will bend towards you and all people and asks you to do the same. So this week, I want you to do the same as the children. I want you to go into the world and I want you to look for these laws and for these fairness and for this goodness. And I want you to engage it as best as you possibly can, trusting in the mercy and forgiveness of God and asking that any laws that are not good be changed. God be with you. Amen.